Next on BYU Sports Nation, that's a wrap on spring football. How did the Cougars get better and why there's a new level of optimism moving forward? Former BYU defensive back extraordinaire Brian Logan back in the co-host seat to discuss what he saw, plus outside linebackers coach Kelly Papinga. And dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler makes his weekly visit to drop knowledge on everything from life after Matt Carlino with BYU Hoops to why Taysom Hill and Heisman can become a reality. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now live from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Got the Monday blues? I like that. I like that. Brian Logan. Brian Logan. Instead of Jerem, Brian Logan. I like that. Yes. Take over. So my first question is, do you have the Monday blues? Well, get over it. Because the week gets going in the right direction right now. April 7th, I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Brian Logan. Hashtag Logan Takeover. BYU Sports Nation, back to work wherever and however you may be joining us. Great to have you with us. It's National Championship Monday, Brian. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Eight seed Kentucky and seven seed UConn. How many of you had that as a national championship game? I did. You are lying. I did. I did. You are lying. I did. I did. I had it. <laughs> Where's my billion dollars at? Uh, Warren, well, that's every pick. Warren Buffett's a smart guy to offer something like that because he knew. Like, it's too, it's impossible. way too much parody. It's out of control. The highest combined seed total for a title game ever. Do you know which team is the highest seed to ever win a national championship, Brian? I do not know. If you know the answer to this, this this goes back a little while, tweet at BYU Sports Nation. Which team was the highest seed to ever win a national championship in college basketball? The winner will get a pack of Gushers. Okay. That promise from Brian Logan. I'll sign it. I'll sign a pack of Gushers. (laughs) How can you not want to get involved? Tell us the team, and if you know which year, maybe Brian will give you two. Actually, we'll do, we'll do a box. A box a instead box of, of not gushers. A, not, instead, of, instead of a package, okay. you know, just a whole box. We'll do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for it. You're, you're ramping it up. I just love gushers, man. The gushers are fantastic. Uh-huh. They are a fantastic fruit snack. Straight sugar. Uh, solid weekend for BYU Sports Nation karma. First, after a visit to the BYU Sports Nation set, this is not a joke, wide receiver Keanu Nelson has committed to BYU. He's a graduating senior at Stanford. Okay, he'll play for BYU this fall using the same rule that allowed Matt Carlino to transfer away from BYU. So Keanu, what is up, dude? Keanu. Welcome. Keanu. You know, this is it's, it's interesting to see just all the transfers that, that BYU is getting. Um, it's, it's, it's even more interesting with, with Keanu, the fact that he went to Stanford, right? And now you, you look at his stats, and when I was just doing some research on him, I couldn't find any stats. It's because he didn't. He didn't play. Uh, he played. He, he had one catch for four yards uh, in uh, in the in the rivalry game against uh, Cal uh, last year. Um, just been on the scout team. Uh, got a couple of scout awards. You know, first team All American scout scout team scout team. Um, but you know, so at first I was like, you know, what's 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 the deal here, right? Why why would you bring in somebody like this that? Uh, you know, hasn't really proved itself. Yeah, there's there's tons of experience. You know, he's he's a senior, he's graduating, but uh, he was a top five uh, recruit out of uh, Arizona. And if you look at his high school, now I know it's just high school. I know it doesn't mean he that went to much. Stanford. I know it doesn't mean that much, but his high school, uh, he had 994 uh, career punt return yards uh, and 305 kick return yards. Uh, and so, uh, you know, with with JD Falsive leaving. 
this you know this 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 year uh, that role is going to uh, somebody's going to need to step up. You know, somebody has to fill that role, and I think this would be a, a good opportunity for Keanu uh, to do that. And uh, he had uh, seven touchdowns. Uh, six of them uh, were from from punt, punt returns. One was from kickoff. I'm telling you, the rich get richer at BYU. That's how I feel. Like, just keep on coming. Keep adding just, the speed. Just... Add the talent. Come on down to Provo, Utah. Fantastic. Karma part two. And that is today's stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. I need those shoulders in new brand. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. I got to get my snap. I don't know how to snap. Then I'll be good. <laughs> the stat of the day is eight. BYU Rugby has won the Wasatch Cup eight straight times. They took care of the team up north. Again, at Southfield, standing room only. The environment was out of control. BYU Rugby, congratulations. They beat the University of Utah for an eighth consecutive time and hold on to that huge behemoth cup that was on the right side of our set last Friday. It's always good to beat Utah, isn't it? It's always good, no matter what. No matter what. I don't care what sport even, it is. Even if they lose, it's good. Ultimate fr- we beat Utah Ultimate Frisbee. Flag yeah. football. Yeah, flag, whatever. Flag football. Whatever sport Uno. it is. Uno. Monopoly. <laughs> you have, you have Dominoes. Monopoly, Monopoly competitions with guys from Utah? All right. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and sound off on today's Twitter question. Which BYU football player are you most excited to watch this fall? We will discuss this later on. We want to hear your responses. Brian and I will tell you what we think in about 35, 40 minutes as to who we're most excited to watch this fall. Listen to BYU Sports Nation, noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast daily live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. You know what we need to do right now? What's that? We need to rise and shout because it's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. That's a wrap on Spring Ball. Um... I was really happy with uh, my progression and our progression as an offense and, and uh, for a team. Um, you know, if we're looking at, at everybody, I thought defensively they played really well and we got after each other uh, on different days. So uh, I think collectively as a whole, we all got better. BYU quarterback Taysom Hill feels good about what happened in spring football. Naturally, most teams do. So my question now is, Brian, what can you really learn from spring football? What do you really take from that? Well, you know, I think spring football is, you know, more for the coaches and the coaches have to see, you know, just just where where their holes are at, you know, where they where they need to get better at. Um, it's it's more evaluating the younger guys, you know, uh, looking at depth, um, you know, who's going to be my backup here. Um, some experimenting as well. Uh, can I take this corner and uh, put him at safety? Uh, you know, Rob Daniel. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, can I take this corner and uh, move him to receiver? Uh, <laughs> you know, but um, I think for, for players, it's it's more of, um, I, I think, especially for the starters, you get a lot of mental reps, right? Jamal didn't practice a lot. Um, but you get your mental reps, you, 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 you polish, right? You, you polish on the things that you need to work on. Um, you, you work on the little, small, basic things. Um, you know, it, can I get my, my, fo- my feet planet here um you know can i uh, can, can i focus on blocking here you know just little small things like that is is really what what spring ball is for is it realistic to be able to make like assumptions or 
to prognosticate on what a team is going to do based on what you saw in spring ball. It just seems like too much of a stretch. I, I agree with you that you, we can see things and we can be like, yeah, he looks really good. That player looks good. He's, he's honed some skills. But for me, it's just there are so many different moving parts that are going to happen uh, through the summer and things that are going to come in during fall camp that it, it's hard to know. I will say this. I do feel like BYU is in great shape. Optimism is super high, and I am totally buying into it right now because of what they did with recruiting and the optimism that surrounded spring camp. Well, you know, I, I kinda, I'm going to disagree with you a little, just a little bit. Not How with the dare you? Not with optimism because I, 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 I'm, on, I'm on board. I'm on fire. I'm excited. Um, I, 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 think, I think there are a lot of moving pieces, and, and nothing is finalized with rosters and depth charts, things like that. But I think what you can do is – uh, for an evaluation is to to look at the the bigger picture overall, right? And something that that Taysom said that really stood out to me in that interview was progression. You know, have we have we progressed? Um, you know, are, are we moving forward? And I definitely can say yes. You know, thousand percent yes. They have moved forward. Um, things are are really like why? What what did you see specifically to make you feel that way? It th- it just looked really crisp and okay. and, and and smooth and. And something you don't expect because you get a lot of return missionaries, right? You get second-string guys that are playing third-string guys that don't have no experience. Um, a lot of your seniors have left, right? And even this, the, the the starters, your playmakers, your guys like Jamal Williams, they aren't even playing anyway. So you expect a lot of mistakes. Uh, you don't expect a lot of uh, you know flash, a lot of touchdowns, things like that. Uh, you don't expect a lot of big plays to be made, but we saw all those things. You know, there there wasn't a lot of penalties. Uh, guys were flying around. They knew their assignments. They knew what to do. To me, in spring ball, for for a team to come out um, like they did, like BYU did, that is progressing. That is progression, my friend, and that is exciting to know that you they've taken these steps. And they still have, you know, five more months to prepare. I mean, what 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 could happen in these next five months? How, you know, how how much better can they get? Speaking of about five months away, August 29th, just around the corner. Countdown to Connecticut. One forty-four. We're at one forty-four. Started this countdown at two hundred thirty-eight. We've almost gone one hundred days from the countdown to Connecticut. It's flying. Two of the big questions are replacing the triple threat of Kyle Van Noy, Wani Unga, and Spencer Hadley at linebacker. And what about all the speed coming in? How will it change special teams? Kelly Papinga will join us at 30 minutes after the hour to discuss all of that. For now, let's keep it rolling. Topic two. A Cougar family reunion. Oh, the brotherhood among my uh, teammates. uh, We're a family forever, the guys that you play together. You know, you have that uh, alumni special bond with uh, players that play throughout the years. It's always special. But the players within your own team that you sweat and bled with and broke bones and everything else together in the locker room, sacrificed so much. You know, they're, they're your brothers forever, and it, it never changes. One of the BYU greats, BYU alum, Jason Buck, former NFL great as well, and why Alumni Day is so special for him. Brian, you're an alumni. What makes Alumni Day in spring ball a unique thing for for you? You know, it's it's unique because you you get to um, you know come back and and still feel a part of the program. Um, you know, you 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 get to see kind of what the, the work that you put in, the the the, the hard work, the, the sweat, blood, and broken bones. Uh, you know, you get to see you know your your legacy and kind of how uh, it, it's progressing. 
And so it's always it's always fun to come back. You you get those memories, and and you do get to, you know, get on, be on the sideline with those guys. You know, uh, guys like, you know, with me, Corby's and, and Andrew Rich and, and Brandon Bradley, who's a GA now, and you know, being able to uh, just talk about games and, and memories and funny moments. I mean, it's a it's a special time. It's the reunion. It is. It's, it's bro time. It is at BYU it football. Is bro time. I like that. Bro time. Bro time. I'm gonna make a T-shirt. This is bro time. <laughs> I have your face on it, though. <laughs> Hashtag Logan Takeover continues. <laughs> uh, our Twitter question today is, which BYU football player are you most excited to see this fall? At Crazy Kook Fanatic says, how can you not root for a player named Moose? Moose? Excited to see the kicking game be less uncertain and suspenseful. Moose Bingham is in the running to become a kicker. Keep those responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, what did Blaine Fowler learn from spring ball? The former national championship quarterback is excited for this fall. He'll tell you why next. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. This is Mike Lolisa, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, and the BYU Radio iOS app. But you already knew that, didn't you, Brian? Yes, I did. I didn't. I, I was educated. You <laughs> educated, yep. Brian's looking sharp for the simulcast as well, live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. Rebroadcast weekdays, 7 Eastern on BYU Radio and on demand at BYUsportsNation.com. There's this thing called the Internet, and it makes it widely accessible. That is true. That is true. That, uh, you know, you do good or you can do bad. It's something that I learned this <laughs> this weekend in my, my first priesthood session. That oh, I went to. Okay, okay. So General Conference Weekend was good to Brian Logan. You learned that there is, there is good and evil in all things. In all things, and in particular more the internet. So, yeah. <laughs> You're progressing nicely. I, I'm trying. <laughs> Our first interview today is Blaine Fowler, former national championship quarterback at BYU in 1984, and also a very accomplished dual-threat college sports analyst. Blaine, our Twitter question today is, which BYU football player are you most excited to watch this fall? There are a lot of big-time names, speed, strength coming in. Who are you most excited to watch this fall? Oh, you guys are going to go, oh, of course. I'm excited to watch the progression of, of Taysom Hill. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, of course. Was there any doubt what the quarterback would want to watch? But, uh, of course. But, but i got to tell you guys, watching spring ball, where he is right now in terms of his development, compared to even the end of the season last year, is light years ahead. He's just so much better right now. He's going to continue to get better. And his skill set is so good that I think we're going to have a big-time coming-out party um, for an All-American-type quarterback this fall out of Taysom Hill. So I'm excited to see that. But, but that's, that's the obvious one. I think everybody wants to see that. Um, I'll give you a not-so-obvious one. I, mean, I think the other obvious one is Nick Kurtz. And I think that he, during spring ball, he looked lost for a couple of weeks. And then he really came on at the end. And, and Brian can tell you that, when you're new in a program and you're trying to learn an offense and do all that, you start to think, and when you're thinking, you're not going full speed. I think he felt comfortable, especially in the last week of spring ball, wasn't thinking, and he was just playing, and we really saw his skill set start to, to show itself. He's, he's really talented. But, but here's the not-so-obvious one. Taron Houck, I, I think he was the star of spring ball, and, and I think he's going to be big time this fall. And wow, I'm okay, really Aaron. excited to see. 
I'm excited to see if what we saw from him in spring ball carries over to the fall and into the season. Because if it does, he's going to be a beast, and he's going to be a go-to guy for Taysom Hill. So, so there's a not-so-obvious one for people to watch. And, and, and you should have seen him on Friday in the, in the scrimmage and in practice. He was amazing. And, and you know, Bronco singled him out. But I, as I watched him, I thought, wow, he has really come a long way. And, and he's another big body. He can play inside. And he just seemed like he's sure-handed. Taysom threw him a ball that was behind him and high at about 60 miles an hour. And Karen just adjusted, turned around, snatched it out of the air, came down with it, and turned it upfield. And I went, oh, okie-dokie, this guy, this guy can play. Ooh, so, nice. Terrence, so there's, 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 there's three, guys, three guys for you to look for. The most obvious, another kind of obvious, and then one maybe not so obvious that I think is going to have a big impact in the fall. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. I, I, I like hearing that about Taryn. Taryn, I, I go to the same church as Taryn, uh, so it's, it's 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 good to it's good to, to to see my guy on Sunday and 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 doing some doing some good things. Blaine, uh, you are a alumni, um, uh, fifty years removed. Uh, no, I'm messing with you. I'm, I'm messing with you. Uh, how how was how is it? You know, just being back. Uh, you know, on the field and some on the grass, you know, in, in the stadium and, and uh, uh, just around the coaches. What was that atmosphere like uh, last week? It, it's just, it's one of my favorite days of the year because uh, it, it really is when you play in a program like BYU, it just becomes a brotherhood. And it's not, it's not just a brotherhood for the guys that you actually played with, you know, because that's a, that's a sliver of time. And maybe it's a little different for me since. I started broadcasting just a year out of the program. It feels like I've been associated with these guys for a long, long time. Um, but to just get a chance to, to visit with your brothers, really, it's, it's like a family reunion. It's just an amazing feeling. And to hear all of the good things after football that all these guys are doing was, re- was really exciting. And, and to see how much they still support the program and how excited they are and how they follow it and, and all of that um, is really fun. It really, it's, it really is more like a family reunion than it is a, a football reunion because when you go out and you put that much time in, uh, and you know what that's like, Brian, you, you, you spend so many hours. You spend more hours with that group of guys than you really do with family yeah, during the course of your career. And so they become your brother's. And uh, it's just fun to get back with your brothers. Who's the one guy that you see that you automatically call him by his nickname, Blaine? <laughs> I'm trying to think nicknames. I'll tell you, Glenn Kozlowski, he wasn't there this year, which I was disappointed. But, you know, we always just call him Kaz, uh-huh. and he'll just, he'll just always be Kaz. Um, and, and, you know, so I, think, I think about him. Um, a couple of guys that I didn't see that I wish I would have seen, Vaisikahema didn't get get a chance to make it back this time. He's too busy being a state president and doing the morning show now <laughs> out at uh, out in Philadelphia. He didn't get to make it back. Cod didn't get to make it back. But uh, um, I'll tell you what's fun to see. So I, right off the bat, when I got there, I saw Brandon Flint, and people will remember Brandon. I mean, he was a terror off the edge as a, as a dominant defensive end pass rusher uh, back in the day. Everybody that came in, they wanted to be like Brandon Flint. And he was a monster of a man. And he is really, he just lost so much weight. Now he's this tall, thin guy. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. <laughs> I need, I, I, how did he get so thin? I needed to take some lessons. I thought, I'm like, Brandon, how did you do this? I need some lessons from you. I need to 
drop a few LBs myself. He, he just looks great. He's in great shape. But you look at him and you think, this is the guy that used to terrorize quarterbacks. He probably weighs <laughs> seven, 70 pounds less. I might be able to outbench him now. Yeah, the, cor- the quarterback is now outbenching and outweighs uh, former <laughs> defensive lineman Brandon Flip. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, I know you're excited to watch Taysom Hill, and I'm going to take you back there. After this spring football wrapped up, and even before it started, there's that word, the, the Heisman word associated with Taysom's name. And some people are like, oh, here we go again. My opinion is that it's absolutely validated. What that guy is doing is absolutely special. He is such a unique talent. Are you buying into the fact that Taysom Hill, in his BYU career, will be one of the Heisman frontrunners? Well, to, to be a Heisman frontrunner, you have to – it is an individual award, but – You'll notice you don't see teams that are seven and five or, or six, six, you're six and six um, have their guys mentioned in, in the Heisman Trophy. So the first thing is that they've got to go out. I think the schedule is conducive for them to have a really, really good year. And sometimes I think the Heisman Trophy, to have enough height to win that thing, you've got to, you almost have to have a, a season that leads into your Heisman Trophy season. And then during your Heisman Trophy season, there's got to be some big national game where you're in the spotlight, where you, you know, where you have an unbelievable game in front of everybody and it solidifies it. Um, unless you're at Alabama or you're at, you know, someplace like that where you're just competing for a national championship every year, um, I think you have to have a run in year. And so for, for Taysom, I think this is the opportunity to set the table for a run in year where he can compete for it and be talked about. You know, and people can have a great season. They can set him up for a great run next year. Um, and then he's going to have to have a big game. You think about when Ty Detmer won the Heisman Trophy at BYU. He won that Heisman Trophy in the Miami game. Yeah. Yep. He won it in the Miami game. That was the Miami moment. comes into Provo. They're, they're the best team in the country. Everybody knows that it's on national TV, and he just went nuts. And people are like, wow, this guy is unbelievable. And then all of a sudden he caught the imagination of all the voters across the country. They start looking at his stats every week. And that led him to a Heisman Trophy victory, or to a win, uh, to get that award. And, and it was really, if you had to pick out a single game, there's no question he won that Heisman Trophy. Uh, you know, it's a season award, but the Miami game put him in the running for that, for that award. So that, that's kind of what it takes if you're not at Alabama or USC or, you know, one of those types of programs that are in the national championship race every single solitary year. Um, and so do I think he's going to get mentioned this year? If he plays the way I think he can play, I think he absolutely will because his numbers, I think, can be staggering this year. Um, but it would be hard for him to win it um, this year. But I do think he can set the table to be right up there and then literally compete for it the following year. I remember when Jerem laughed at me last year when I said, uh, um, Taysom for Heisman. He <laughs> laughed at me. Everybody laughed at me. You think you laughed at me too. And you did too, Blaine. Dave, everybody laughed at me. Now we're talking about it. Hashtag well, Logan Tech. So when, 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 no when Brian said that, when Brian said that, we couldn't complete a ball, though. He said that we couldn't complete a ball. But, but the, but the I, Heisman is the Brian best player do, in the world. Brian knows how to peel back all the layers and get to the core of the skill set. And he that's saw this skill set. That's what Brian did. He was able to – it didn't matter that we were completing 41% of our passes when he made that comment. So Brian saw the skill set. I like how it just changes so much. <laughs> changes so you what are you what are you saying? We should kick you off the set. You shouldn't be allowed to uh, add, be an analyst. Oh, thanks, Blaine. I appreciate it. 
Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, we haven't had a chance to talk at length uh, about the whole Matt Carlino situation. Obviously, it's it's died down a little bit. But very quickly, what does BYU do with life after Matt Carlino? How much do you feel like it will really affect the, the success of this team moving forward? I, I think he would have been an integral part of what they're going to do next year. I think he would have had the exact same role next year that he had this year. Um, it, I guess I guess it all depends on what happens with Kyle Collinsworth. If, if Kyle can get healthy, uh, then he's the undisputed point guard and leader uh, of the basketball team on the guard line. Uh, you know, and you talk about Tyler Haas, he's really a wing, and he's a, he's a you know he's their leading scorer um, and, and their best player. But Kyle Collinsworth makes a lot happen. So I don't see that Matt Carlino is going to step in front of Kyle. And, and obviously, Matt's looking at the same things that we're all looking at going to next year when he's making this decision. He's going, okay, the best shooter on this basketball team, you could argue, you know, it, it's Tyler Haas, but there's those that would say, if you watch practice this year, Chase Fisher's the best shooter on the basketball team. So all of a sudden, this great shooter transfer from Lake Forest is going to pick up minutes. Anson Winder really played well down the stretch, and we found out that not only could he make a difference on the defensive end, but, but he really had a big impact offensively and was more consistently shooting the basketball than Carlino was. So I don't think Matt's minutes were going to go up next year. I, I do think he was going to be a big contributor. I think he was going to do what he did this year, come off the bench. He, he's a guy that's hard to stay in front of uh, defensively. He's just so strong, has, has a big impact. But I think they have enough, uh, enough other pieces that, that guys like Chase Fisher and Anson Winder and, and Frank Bartley – and, and even Skyler Halford, are going to be able to fill in the void left by Matt Carlino. So I don't think BYU's going to go backward because, because he leaves. I think other guys will step up, and there's enough new talent coming in. And Chase Fish is the name I keep coming back to, that, that we're going to see um, better perimeter shooting, shooting from BYU simply because Chase Fish is a guy that if you leave him open on the outside, he's just going to knock down threes. Blaine, and BYU's got to get better knocking down threes. Blaine Fowler, as always, thank you for the insight and uh, the intriguing conversation and also for giving Brian his due credit. We, we appreciate yes, that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Blaine. He saw it. Brian is, he sees past the little things. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Blaine, we'll talk to you again soon. Up next, Kelly Papinga joins us to wrap up spring football, who he's excited to watch this fall. The linebacker coach sounds off. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Bronco Mendenhall enjoying maybe some time off. I don't know. Does the coach ever get time off after, even after spring football? Um, I think, yeah, yes and no. <laughs> yes, he, I think he, he actually has to force himself to, to take time off. I think he forces his guys to, which is, which is good. But uh, I'm sure he's on vacation and, uh, you know, gets emails and, and, and calls you know, blown up and, and, <laughs> and, you know, can't relax. So hopefully he just turns his phone off. With that said, may, hey, he's a snack guy, so maybe you should talk to him about Gushers, Brian. Oh, he, he makes fun of my snacks. We, we've had many debates, me and Coach Minnano. About snacks? About snacks, yeah. Because well, I would always have Gushers before the game, and he would look at me and, and just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, he wouldn't even say anything. He'd look at me, and I could read his eyes, and he's, it says, what are you doing? Why are you eating Gushers before the game? And so, you know, I just let him know. Every time I, every time I eat Gushers, I have a good game. 
you know. So these but, don't uh, just happen naturally. These nah, arms, dude. The biceps right here and and the and, and the six pack. The man, core. It's the, it's the gushers. It comes from. I don't the know gushers. what it is, but it's the gushers. <laughs> Oh, by the way, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. I didn't officially welcome you back. Uh, Brian Logan is joining myself, Spencer Linton, live in Studio B. Hashtag Logan Takeover. Follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can get involved with uh, BYU SN via simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV at the same time, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern. As always, you're seeing the shenanigans that you have previously been hearing. Recapping some of our top headlines, spring football wrapped up at BYU. Uh, we're going to talk to Kelly Papinga, linebackers, outside linebackers coach and special teams coach in just a few moments. We'll ask him which player he's most excited to watch this fall. Also, some interesting changes with coaches' access to players over the summer that could change the game, that certainly will change the game. We're just going to ask him how much he thinks that it will. Uh, BYU Rugby wins an eighth consecutive Wasatch Cup against the University of Utah. The number 3-ranked Cougars knock off the number 9-ranked Utes. Unfortunately for BYU men's volleyball, although they had wrapped up at least a share of the MPSF championship, they go to Hawaii, and we talked about this before the show, Brian. That trip to Hawaii is weird it's, it's, because you battle the demons of, I'm not on vacation. No, it's vacation, man. That's what it is. Hawaii, it's, it's vacation. You know, it's, 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 hard, it's hard, hard to stay on task, hard to, 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 to think it's a business trip when you got... You know, the, the beach and, and sand and, and water and beautiful women walking around. It's hard. <laughs> hard to stay focused. <laughs> uh, you're, just, you're just being honest, right? I am. I am. The, the Bible says you shouldn't lie. So Brian Logan on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, let's bring in another former Cougar, Kelly Papinga, outstanding linebacker in his days at BYU, now the outside linebackers coach and special teams coach with the Cougars. Uh, Kelly... Congratulations, first of all, on uh, wrapping up spring ball. I hope you have some time off in the very near future. Yeah, no, we got uh, got a week off, so we're just uh, kind of enjoying some downtime and just uh, yeah, it's been good. Just uh, get away for a little bit and relax and get your mind off of football for a little bit. Brian's got a smirk just, on his face. Just for, here, just, here, here just comes for a something. second. Well, you know, he K-pop. That's 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 our nickname for him, K-pop. You didn't know that, huh, Spencer? I knew that. K- uh, it, it's okay. It's okay if you didn't. I'm messing with you, K-pop. Uh, you know, I just, I'm just smiling because you know you guys you guys work so hard and and you know I've, I've been in the in the trenches with you guys and and I uh, you know was, was out there the other day uh, in the booth with you and you're yelling and veins popping out uh, you know scaring my my little son. Uh, so it, it's, it's 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 fun and 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 good to to see that you guys are going to be on a, on a little break. Uh, but uh, kind of just give me your thoughts on, on, on your group, you know, the, the linebackers and, and, and how you guys did this uh, this spring. Yeah, we were uh, for sure a little thin with uh, the number of scholarship guys that are coming in in uh, fall camp with uh, Fred Warner and Tyler Cook and Troy Hines um, coming in, in the fall. So we were short scholarship number-wise. We had a bunch of walk-ons out there trying to um, – you know, see if they could be somebody that could help us um, here in the future. But the guys that were there, I thought they worked really, really hard. And there was, you know, a couple guys that um, stood out to me and were very impressive to me. Um, number one would be um, Bronson Kafusi. I thought he did a great job of kind of learning his, his role as an outside linebacker and uh, was very impressed with how fast he picked things up and looked really, really good out there. And I think Cougar fans – Obviously, we're all going to be uh, disappointed with the loss of, uh, you know, with Kyle Vanoy being a senior, but I don't think um, it's going to take long for them to see what kind of a player 
Bronson Caputi is going to be out there. Now, he's going to be different than Kyle. Um, I think Kyle has some strengths that Bronson doesn't have, and vice versa, Bronson does some things that Kyle didn't do well. And so I'm anxious to get Bronson out there and continuing to get him developed as an outside backer. And then Alani Fua, inside, you know, he was there um, a lot of the time, but a lot of the time he actually had class during the springtime. He's a construction management major, and a lot of the classes are offered in the afternoon. And so uh, he missed about half of the uh, spring ball uh, just with uh, class. But he oh, wow. was very impressive. And when, and when those two were both out there at the same time, uh, we just as a defensive staff were just fired up. You got 6'7 on one side and 6'5 on the other side. And those are some you know big, long jokers right there that can rush off the edge and really uh, you know wreak some havoc on the quarterback right there. Got basketball players <laughs> playing football. I know. <laughs> Kelly Papinga, outside yeah. linebackers coach, special teams coordinator, and all Mountain West Conference linebacker in his days at BYU in 2006 and 2007, joining Spencer Linton and Brian Logan on BYU Sports Nation right now. I was just going to ask you about replacing the big three, Kyle Van Noy, Spencer Hadley, and Wani Unga, but you've already kind of alluded to that with uh, Alani Fua and, and Bronson Kafusi stepping up. Of the linebacking crew of the new guys that are coming in, who are you most excited to watch play football this fall, Kelly? Um, man, you know what? I'm just anxious to get them all there. And really, the one thing that we kind of lacked in the spring was just competition. Um, just because of the lack of, uh, you know, scholarship players that were there. And, you know, Jordan Egbert, he's a great walk-on that came in and did some great things for us um, and made some huge strides, which I'm excited for. He'll help us provide some depth. Um, and then, shoot, I mean, we had Kevin Bills, who's a scholarship guy that was hurt, and Michael Lisa, who we were looking at to play at that position. And he was hurt also, so really didn't have a chance to see those guys. But I'm just anxious to get Fred and Tyler and Troy, uh, these young guys around Alani and Bronson, and to be able to push them. And, uh, you know, I don't want them to ever feel comfortable. Um, and that's kind of was the issue um, this last year. Once we moved Spencer to inside linebacker, Spencer and Nalani really didn't have anybody to push him depth-wise. Um, and, uh, you know, it, that's one thing I'm very excited for this year is that there'll be some competition. There'll be some guys there to always create a little a bit of uncomfortability. How do, is that the, is that a word you can use? Just right discomfort. I don't know. Uncomfortability. It's a word. If you want it to be, if you want it to be a word, if you want it to be a word, coach, yeah, it's a word. So, so it's a word. Ryan, yeah, you, you put that in the dictionary for right. me. I got you. I, I'll <laughs> do it. I'll hit up Webster soon. But uh, oh, but you know that's. I mean, really, when a team is really, really good, is you have great depth, and there's always guys that are pushing the starters to be better. And we just really didn't have that much last year at outside linebacker, and so. Man, another guy too. I'm forgetting about is Sai Tautu. Sai Tautu came to the beginning of spring. And probably at one point was playing better than Bronson when Bronson was still trying to learn the outside backer stuff. He was oh. very, very impressive to me. And uh, unfortunately for him, he tore his shoulder about the second or third week in the camp. Um, and he won't be back with us until uh, late September, early October. He tore labrum. Mm-hmm. And so unfortunate for him. Uh, but uh, very athletic, big um, linebacker that we're going to have in the future. So I'm excited to get him healthy and back, um, you know, helping us depth-wise at the outside backer. But we have a ton of players, guys. I mean, that's the one thing I'm super fired up about is there's anywhere we go, there, there are athletes. And uh, for us to be great on the edge and to rush the passer and to stop the run and to drop into coverage, we need great athletes. And I think we have about six or seven of them that can go out there and play high-level football for BYU. You know, Coach, one thing that I am, um, you know, super fired up, juiced, ecstatic, all that mixed together in a, in a big melting pot is the the new changes this year in the summertime. Um, when I was playing, 
uh, we couldn't have any interaction with the coaches. And so there's a lot of, uh, you know, players running practices. Uh, practices weren't mandatory, so guys were, were, weren't showing up. Um, I know with, with BYU, a lot of the guys were, were taking this opportunity to go and get married, uh, go on honeymoons. Uh, so we really didn't have that, that team chemistry um, like, like we should and like we needed to, to go into to, to, uh, to fall camp. The NCAA has now changed that rule uh, and has allowed coaches to have that interaction uh, and to have uh, practices and for those practices to be mandatory. How excited are you to have that? How does that change things? Give me your perspective on that. Yeah, you know what? It's kind of interesting <laughs> um, because um, for BYU, it actually doesn't benefit us very much at all because of the spring and summer terms that we have, um, meaning that there will be some coaches around, but while we are um, in our spring semester, most people have that time off around the country. They uh, you know, get their um, semester, their winter semester, spring semester, whatever you call it, they get that done at the beginning of May, and then they have the whole month of May basically off until June, and then they go hard for June and July. Well, we can't do that because of how the spring and summer works. And so most of our guys, they're going to go right back back into class at the end of April, and that's when our spring semester starts. And so what happens there is you only get about, I think it's eight or nine week, weeks they give you where the coaches can be around, and they can make we can yeah. make that right. uh, mandatory. Mm-hmm. Well, during the month of May, we're out recruiting. And so uh, while most teams are off, you know, while most teams are off, our team is working out for those four weeks, and us coaches are going to be out on the road recruiting. Well, recruiting rules say that there's seven that can be out on the road recruiting and three can be in the office. So we will have three coaches in the office and be able to be at the workouts. Um, but really, it's, in my opinion, it's really not going to change much. The other rule behind that is you have to be enrolled in school to make it mandatory. So if the kid doesn't want to go to school, then it, you know, really it goes back to the same thing. <laughs> oh, is that it's on them and it's voluntary. And so not I think it will no change. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I do think I do think it's going to change, um, and I do think that it's going to help our program. Um, and I think you know, really, what it comes down to the years when I was playing and the years since I've been coaching. The years where we've had the best leadership on the team, those are the years where we have the best attendance during summer workouts. And yep. so really, yep. it goes down to the players holding each other accountable to make sure each guy is there in their position group, offensively, defensively, and as a team, to make sure they're there for the list, make sure they're there for the runs, make sure they're there for the PRPs. And really, that's what it comes down to because, you know, something that Coach Menahal says and something that I've learned from on this, if it's mandated from a coach to a player, the players aren't going to be as bought in, but if the players are the ones that are mandating it and they're holding each other accountable to be there and to show up and if they understand that this is going to make them better if they're there, then that's when you become a better team and then that's when I think you see the results come you know, out on the field. Kelly Papinga, outside linebackers coach, special teams coordinator on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Brian Logan, who's stepping in for Jerem Jordan. Coach, you have a ton of speed coming in on special teams. I, I can't remember a time that there has been more raw, natural speed on a BYU football team. How do you plan to implement that and make a difference right away? Yeah, you know, I think the guy that's immediately going to have an impact is going to be Blackman. And uh, he is, uh, you know, an explosive, explosive player, originally signed to go to Oregon and I think was there for a year. Um, But um, he is very, very good at punt returns. And so I know that he'll be able to come in immediately and be able to give us uh, 
a huge, not a, I shouldn't say a huge upgrade because JD was very consistent back there, and he, man, he ran back I think three touchdowns for us over the last couple of years, and so he was very very good back there. But this guy, he's going to be different than JD, um, shifty like JD is, but speed that JD doesn't have, and I would say that's where he's the difference. And I mean, this is speed like I don't think we've ever seen really since probably Ronnie Jenkins. Um, you know, a guy that came, you know, out of high school right away immediately and had a huge impact on BYU. And so this guy, he is um, very fast, very explosive. And every time he touches the ball, I think Cooper fans are going to be holding their breath for him to do something very special. And so I think he'll be a guy that will immediately be able to come and help us on the punt return team. And then also on the kickoff team, putting him and Adam Hine back there together um, with um, Paul Asike, who was a great off returner last year for us. Um, just having him in the return game, is going to make our special teams that much better than it was last year. Kelly Papinga, we appreciate the insight and uh, the time. Sorry to cut into your to your mini vacation, but uh, we, we wish you the best and, and enjoy the week. Good luck with recruiting, and thank you for creating the word uncomfortability. Yes, yes. Thanks, Coach. Yeah. Uncomfortability, yes. Thanks, Kelly. Up next, Brian well, and I will tell you – what we think about the upcoming football season and which players we're most excited to see. Stick around. BYU Sports Nation rolls on on BYU Radio and BYU TV after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation back to work on a Monday. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B. Hey, right before you watch the national championship basketball game of college basketball, obviously, True Blue has been conveniently placed at 8.30 Eastern, 6.30 Mountain. Watch it with Dave McCann. Get a front row view with True Blue. Our Twitter question today is, which BYU football player are you most excited to watch this fall? Brian, I know you've got a, you've got a laundry list, but who is at the Man, top of that list? So many. So obviously I'm going to go ahead and, and do, the, do the Blaine. Secondary. And, and yeah, it's, it really, I mean, if I, can, if I could do this, then it would be the whole entire secondary because <laughs> you can do whatever you want. It's the Logan takeover, is it not? Okay, I'm doing I'm doing the entire secondary. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Okay, there there's so right. much talent. It's 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 unbelievable. Uh, you know, so so much athleticism. I think this is the the most athleticism as a whole that you know the entire team that BYU has had in a while. But uh, more specifically for the, the the DBs because it's it's you got to it's the most athletic players have to play DB. Dare uh, I say this defensive secondary coming in will create more uncomfortability opponents unco- <laughs> <laughs> than one. any other secondary that, that BYU's ever had. That, true. Hashtag we love you, Kelly Papinga. True, 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 true statement. I mean, you got Jordan Johnson coming back, uh, Trent Tramiel coming off of his injury uh, that just balled out this this spring. Did really good against um, you know Nick Kurtz, who's been been uh, spoken highly of uh, recently. Um, you know, to Craig Bills, uh, there. I think some people forget about Sam Lee. You know, he's 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 had some some injuries, some, some back injuries, some back problems. He, he came from a junior college as well. Um, uh, talked to him very very briefly um, the other day. He said that things were were looking good, and uh, he was uh, just about ready to start running again. So, you know, I think he'll be a surprise to people as well. But. Um, you know Rob Daniel. Uh, I mean, getting a lot of NFL looks right now, so it, it'll be fun to 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 see. I mean, it's uh, um, gosh, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to put on a helmet right now. You I'm, know, and, and, and I I want to steal somebody's jersey. It's gonna be hard because <laughs> I'm five six, but you know, could you still compete, dude? 
Could I you, can't, get, I could, could you get out yeah, there? And flag like, football, I'm good. Yeah, we could do flag football. Well, we're recruiting, man. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to play with you. Let me know what I got to do. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm willing to shave. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you we're know, in the Division One Elite Eight right I, now. I, I humble, I humbled myself, and and I'm willing to shave. Okay, Brian Logan, <laughs> you heard it here. He he has promised gushers for whoever answered our uh, early trivia question with the answer to that coming up in just a bit, and he has said that he will play flag football. On our team. I will. You heard it here. Uh, the, the football player I'm most excited to watch this fall, I'm going to give you three. One from special teams, one from defense, and then one from okay. offense. I'm going to start that. with special like teams. That. Devon Blackman. He is a game changer. He is, his speed has been described as stupid fast. I, stupid fast. BYU's never had a guy that was stupid fast. <laughs> okay? So Devon Blackman on special teams. <laughs> defense, I'm really looking forward to. To seeing which this isn't a specific player, but but which linebacker steps up? Who's going to be the linebacker? Is it going to be Alani Fua? It's going to be Alani Fua, and then on offense, the offensive line. No one's talking mm. about the offensive line. It, it was it was a patchwork job last year. Cannot wait to see what they do. We'll have more of your responses coming up after the break. A weekend update on BYU sports. Your Cougar Whip around. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is John Beck, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan hanging out. You know what time it is, Brian. Logan, take over. It's time for the Cougar <laughs> Whip Around. Men's Volleyball. <laughs> yes, it, it is that too. The BYU men's volleyball team all too happy to say aloha, meaning goodbye, to the islands of Hawaii after dropping both matches there over the weekend. The number two ranked Cougars fell to the 10th ranked Warriors in five ma- or five sets on Friday night after winning the first two. On Saturday, all Warriors, as they swept the Cougars in three straight, the team wraps up the regular season this weekend at UC Santa Barbara and UCLA. Tough road trip. Baseball. After a 9-3 victory on Friday for the BYU baseball team over Pacific, it was a Tiger that clawed out a win on Saturday, 11-7. But BYU won two of three games against Pacific over the weekend. Rugby. Eight is great. Make it eight straight as the BYU rugby team beat number nine ranked Utah Friday at Southfield to win the Wasatch Cup for the ninth time out of ten meetings. Ooh. Hashtag domination. Ooh, BYU. <laughs> After a not-so-glorious start to the WCC play, at San Diego no-hit the Cougars in BYU's first ever WCC softball game Friday 4-0. BYU stormed back on Saturday, sweeping the doubleheader 2-1, and then came from behind 4-3 victory. Uh, Sidney Broderick once again had a big day. Saturday going 5 for 7. Is that good? It's great. Okay. With a homer and two doubles and four RBIs. Nice. Gymnastics. Falling. BYU with a 194.650 to finish sixth at the NCAA Regionals in Seattle on Saturday. The score matches BYU's 2011 regional mark, their best since 05 when the team advanced to nationals. Tennis. The men's tennis team split the weekend with a comeback win over San Francisco. Sorry, my hometown Bay Area. On Friday, 5-2, then falling to number 67, Santa Clara, 6-1. <laughs> the women's team hosted Santa Clara on Friday, getting the victory 4-3. Oh, they got revenge golf. on the 67th-ranked team in America. 67th, number 67th, you forgot that. Hey, some golf now. Both the men's and women's golf teams will begin Masters Week competing in the Cowboy and Cowgirl Classics hosted by the University of Wyoming. W-Y-O! The men will play at Talking Stick Golf Club in Scottsdale, Arizona, while the women will face off at Action Southern Dunes Golf Course in Maricopa, Arizona. 
think this is the funnest segment that I have with you. The cougar whip around. Just, 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 yeah, just because we <laughs> make up stuff and we we read stuff that we aren't that supposed to be reading and say stuff we shouldn't say. Whatever, dude. It's, it's all good. It's fun. But you said I could do that, right? Uh huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. As long as I have your blessing. Absolutely, you can do that. <laughs> He's shaking his head. No. <laughs> who, who gets our rise and shout today? Who should we give it to? Should we give it to Kelly Papinga? Yeah, for creating a new word. For creating a new word. Uncomfortability. Uncomfortability. Okay. Also, we're going to give a rise and shout to a, fa- a fan today. And I, be- I believe that the first person to correctly answer my question at the top of the show, which is which is the highest seed to win the men's national basketball championship, uh, I believe it is Bill Wright. He said Villanova in 1985. There were a number of you that had the correct answer, but I'm looking at my timeline. Uh, Bill Wright, he had both Villanova and 1985. So, Bill, you Bill. have a signed box of gushers waiting for you from Brian Logan yes, at some point. I'm going to bring it tomorrow, <laughs> Bill. I don't know how you're going to get it, Bill, or when. If you know, Maybe uh, uh, message me. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll mail okay. it to you. Yeah, there you something, go. Something like that. Our Twitter question today is, which BYU football player are you most excited to watch this fall? At Cougar fan, totally cliche, but I say Taysom Hill. Excited to see his improved accuracy and watching him scramble is always fun. And at JNalt21 agrees with me. He just simply put at Ashanti Blackman, uh, which is at De- which is Devon Blackman. How can you not be excited about a guy that is stupid fast? Stupid fast, crazy fast. At Kwoody70, excited to see the new secondary with all of the guys healthy. <laughs> How good can these guys be? <laughs> They're gonna be great. Best ever. Best ever. You think this is going to be the best secondary ever? Ever. We will continue this conversation tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to Brian Logan for joining me. Hashtag ever. (laughs) Logan Takeover. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks to our guests, Kelly Papinga and Blaine Fowler and everyone on our hardworking crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. Watch on BYUtv.org slash DVR. For Brian Logan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Kyle Morrell. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow.